What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's Thursday, March 9th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where we're sending our strength to everyone upset by the photos of Bad Bunny kissing Kendall Jenner. I hate it too, y'all. Yeah, we get it. Sometimes a photo of two beautiful rich people kissing can ruin our entire weeks too. We are with you. Look, we may not be rooting for them, but we can root for us to get through this. We can do this together. On today's show, the Justice Department released a damning report on civil rights abuses by the Louisville Police Department. Plus, we now know how Tucker Carlson really feels about Donald Trump. Yeah, it's the same way that we all feel. Hmm, what a crazy thought. Bet. But first, protests in Iran stemming from the killing of Masa Amini at the hands of the country's morality police are entering their sixth month. According to human rights groups, over 500 people have been killed and 20,000 have been arrested since the Iranian government began their brutal crackdown on these protests, and four young men were executed for their involvement. But still, the persistence and the defiance of Iranian women who have ditched their hijabs and are demanding a better future continues. They have sparked a revolution, and it lives on. I wanted to talk to someone who could speak to the emotions of everyday Iranians, especially in light of the new reports that we're seeing that thousands of schoolgirls have been poisoned in what may be a deliberate effort to prevent them from getting an education. So to learn more about where things stand in Iran right now, I spoke with Suzanne Kianpour. She is an Iranian-American journalist and foreign affairs correspondent with BBC News for the Middle East, and she joined us from Abu Dhabi on International Women's Day. I started by asking her about this wave of suspected poisonings. 2,000 schoolgirls have been poisoned, and now parents are afraid to send their girls to school. Ayatollah Khamenei came out and said these Poisonings are despicable, and if it turns out that they're deliberate, then whoever is responsible for them should be put to death. That's obviously him insinuating that it's not deliberate, i.e. it's not the regime doing it. But there are human rights groups who are warning that this could potentially be linked to hardliners within the regime who are trying to stop girls from going to school. Because remember... It was really Gen Z girls, schoolgirls, and young women who were leading these protests. I mean, this is a women-led revolution. And so I was speaking to Nazanin Bunyadi today, who is an actress and activist and is really one of the faces of the diaspora leading the kind of charge for change for Iranian women from outside the country. I mean, she's obviously in exile. And she was telling me that 
there's nothing scarier to despots and dictators than a powerful woman and powerful women in mass even more so. And so there is suspicion that these schoolgirl poisonings may be linked to a crackdown. We don't know for sure. The White House has called for an independent investigation, which actually would fall under the purview of the UN. So we'll see. I imagine that incenses people in Iran, I mean, obviously throughout the world. But what has the response been from people you have talked to, from any sources you have that you have seen since this news of these poisonings has come out? You know, how are people feeling, especially within the context of this larger movement that's been going on? It's utterly terrifying just to anyone because they don't know where it's coming from. It's so sinister. Obviously, next door in Afghanistan, the Taliban has stopped girls from going to school, doesn't allow girls to go to school. And so there's a fear that Iran could go in the direction of Afghanistan. And Iran is, I mean, the Iranian women are some of the most educated in the world. And I think the biggest concern when I speak to just average Iranians inside Iran is just the mental state. It's just, how do you just keep going when it's so dark? Totally. Like, what are your options? But they have hope. That's why this revolution, these protests will not end because it's kind of two sides of the same coin in the sense that they have hope in themselves, but at the same time, they have nothing to lose. So they're willing to die. I mean, what happened in the French Revolution? I wrote this in my piece, What's More Dangerous Than a Mob with Nothing to Lose? Yeah, I want to talk about your piece in Politico. You know, it's about the women leading the charge against the regime. You touched on, you know, one of the rallying cries that we have heard from this movement, woman, life, freedom. Can you tell us a little more about where that saying comes from and how it embodies everything happening in Iran? Zan Zendigi Azadi. It's interesting because we in America grew up with this notion ingrained in us that life is about pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Right. And if you really listen to this rallying cry, woman, life, freedom, it's not that far apart. And, you know, in Iran and Persian language, even the feminine comes before the masculine when you're speaking. So, you know, you say Zana Shohar, which is wife and husband we would say husband and wife, right? Mm -hmm. You know, dad, which is sister and brother. We would say brother and sister. In Persian culture, there's a respect for women. And one of the symbols of Persian culture is the lioness. And so now the women are rising up, the lionesses are rising up and are demanding freedom mm -hmm. to live their lives as women. Yeah, I think that also is part of why it's become so resonant around the world too. Like these are such basic things in this slogan, in this rallying cry that so many can identify with. And I want to ask you, you know, Iranian people obviously continue to face this extreme crackdown on dissent. You know, what should, do you think the international community be doing right now to show their support for these people? What should we be doing to make it clear that what's going on isn't tolerable? Like, do you think we've seen enough? And what would you and other people in Iran like to see? So the messages that I get constantly from people inside Iran or people who have left Iran since the protest started, I mean, actually, a lot of the sources that I was speaking to inside Iran, those who have been able to leave have left. But they all say, please don't let the world forget about us. You know, there's this notion that 
they want military intervention. That's not necessarily the case for everyone. Mm -hmm. And the diaspora, they're very aware of that. And they say that they're taking their orders and their cues from the people inside. And so they're speaking to U.S. lawmakers and going to the White House. And they want to make sure the world doesn't forget about them. They want to make sure that their stories stay in the media. I mean, their next effort now that they're working on is they've got this letter where they're signing on trying to get all government entities to acknowledge that the Islamic Republic of Iran is a gender apartheid state. So that because, you know, obviously, they worked on getting Iran taking off of the Committee for UN Women's Rights. That was a concerted effort that the White House was involved in. And so now this is kind of their next accountability vehicle. People ask if there's possibility for the regime to reform, but to have people come out on the streets and say, down with the Islamic Republic and death to the dictator. I mean, that genie doesn't seem like it's going to go back in the bottle. That was my conversation with Iranian-American journalist Suzanne Kianpour. You can find the link in our show notes to her piece about the women who are at the forefront of this movement against the Iranian regime. And we'll, of course, continue following what is happening in Iran, but that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
Tensions flared up again in the occupied West Bank on Tuesday after Israeli military forces killed at least six Palestinians during a raid in the city of Jenin. Israeli authorities said that they were looking for a man suspected of gunning down two Israeli brothers last month, which touched off a spree of revenge attacks by Jewish settlers. American and other international officials are keeping a close eye on the situation amid concerns that violence could escalate during the upcoming observation of Ramadan and Passover in the coming weeks. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is making a short trip to meet with Israeli leaders in Tel Aviv today. He was actually forced to push back the visit from earlier this week because ongoing demonstrations against the government's judicial overhaul plan are expected to snarl traffic across the country. The Justice Department yesterday released a long-awaited report on the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department. It found that police routinely engaged in abusive and discriminatory practices against black people. The review was launched after Breonna Taylor was killed during a botched raid conducted by a specialized police unit in 2020. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who was in Louisville to announce the findings, said a police official told the DOJ, quote, Breonna Taylor was a symptom of problems that we've had for years. The review also found a widespread pattern of officers using excessive force and conducting warrantless searches. The city of Louisville and its police department have agreed to work out a legally binding settlement to improve law enforcement practices. And I'm very curious for what that would mean for the black people of Louisville. I suspect probably not much. President Biden is set to release his budget proposal for the coming fiscal year later today. His annual spending wish list is expected to call for a $3 trillion reduction from the national deficit over the next decade. Very similar spending wish list to what I have, but uh, we'll see if we get there. It's a big jump from the $2 trillion cutback that he promised during last month's State of the Union. It also includes several healthcare proposals, closing financial loopholes and other benefits enjoyed by billionaires and fossil fuel companies, as well as a new tax on the extremely wealthy. Though all of these things will be a tough sell in Congress, the proposals are meant to put the ball in the GOP's court because Republicans have yet to reveal their vision for the national budget. So far, the Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit has been airing all of Fox News' dirty laundry. We're still calling them news when they're really just a right-wing, you know, talk show. But okay. And let's just say the bow ties are looking filthy. To bring you up to speed, Dominion, which makes voting machines and other election technology, is suing the network for a cool $1.6 billion, saying its anchors knowingly pushed lies about non-existent election fraud during the 2020 presidential election. Thousands of pages of documents have already been filed in the lawsuit, including text messages, emails, and transcripts of sworn depositions from Fox executives and its TV hosts. In one particularly juicy filing, Fox host Tucker Carlson texted someone just two days before the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol saying of former President Donald Trump, quote, I hate him passionately. Same. Other recently unsealed documents also show that Fox chair Rupert Murdoch privately told other Fox executives that hosts like Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, quote, went too far by repeating Trump's claims about election fraud. The trial is set to begin next month. It'd be a real shame if this lawsuit were to uh, bankrupt their little news operation. A girl can dream. News. <laughs> news in quotes. All the single ladies, put your hands up. We are trying to see something. According to a recent study by Wells Fargo, more adult women are unmarried than ever before. The Census Bureau has tracked women's marital status since 1900, when only 9% of adult women were unmarried. And according to the report, that number has become 52% by 2021. Women are also more likely to live alone, with single women at the helm of 26% of U.S. households, including mine. How exciting! 
And while single women have become a crucial arm of the economy, both as workers and consumers, nevertheless, the wage gap persists. Last year, never married women earned 92% on average compared to the wages of never married men and have 29% less accumulated wealth. Unmarried women may be behind men when it comes to wealth, but we all know which side is more likely to have a bed frame and sheets that aren't <laughs> navy. So at the end of the day, who is really winning here? Not the mattress on the floor, but let's give this some context too, Priyanka, because historically, it all comes down to financial security. Women couldn't have a bank account until the 1960s and couldn't have right. their own credit card without a male co-signer until 1974. So I'll just say this number tracks. Yeah, makes a lot of sense in context. Leave it to the British monarchy to always have some tea brewing. In a statement yesterday from the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, or Harry and Meghan, to their close friends, they announced that their daughter had been christened in Montecito, California last Friday. Congrats on the christening and all, but the real news is how they announced it, y'all, calling their daughter Princess Lilibet Diana publicly for the first time. As grandchildren of the reigning King Charles III, both Lilibet and her older brother Archie are entitled to the designation of princess and prince. The Buckingham Palace website, however, has referred to the young children with the plain, if not unnerving, titles of Miss and Master, giving full-on colonizer. Yeah, very unnerving. <laughs> Since the news of Lilibet's christening, a source with the palace has indicated that the website will be soon updated to reflect the change, leading some to believe there's been recent correspondence with the king. And the plot thickens, as my chemistry teacher used to say. On Sunday, a spokesperson for Harry and Meghan confirmed the couple had received an invitation to King Charles's coronation in May, but have not yet signaled if they intend to accept. I guess we'll have to wait for season 20 of The Crown to find out how this pans out, Priyanka. <laughs> you brought this up earlier, but like hysterical that Charles can get nobody to confirm that they're going. Girl, not one soul. he is asking everybody. Harry Styles. I couldn't believe he had the gall to ask Elton John, who famously performed at Princess Diana's funeral. But he did that and both said no. Nobody yeah. wants to go to this. Everyone's passing. <laughs> if Harry and Meghan aren't confirmed, yes, this publicity spectacle I don't know. <laughs> and those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, claim your royal title, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the shadiness on the Buckingham Palace website like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And, and we, we hate, hate him too, Tucker. Tucker. Oh, also, I hate agreeing with Tucker Carlson on anything. I know. It's like guy. a broken clock. It's like right twice a day, but this is only one time. I don't think there's going to be a second. No. Ugh. Mm -mm. Not a fan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 